You spend about one third of your life sleeping. In my case, it's probably closer to half of my life, but that's not the point. The point is, you deserve the right to great sleep. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest one night at a time. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing comfort for all kinds of bodies. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars across their website, Amazon, and Google, Casper is becoming the internet's favorite mattress. While I'm confident you'll love your Casper mattress, they make it so easy to say yes even if you're unsure. Their mattresses are shipped in small boxes that make you think, how did they do that? And you can be confident about your purchase with Casper's 100 nights sleep on it trial. This includes free shipping and returns in U.S. and Canada. Give yourself the comfort you deserve. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com ASMR and using ASMR at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This episode, I'll be rambling about a trip I am planning, but not really, because I just like to plan things out just to be kind of, you know, just just to pass time. Um, um, and also some, some uh, let's call them comments on open office spaces. And I don't know, maybe I'll talk about mail. And, you know, for those of you unfamiliar with this series, I basically take a few topics and I start to ramble about them. It's usually incoherent, makes very little sense, uh, so on and so forth, but it's just for fun and maybe to bore you to sleep, and that works, right? It's a podcast titled Sleep and Relax ASMR, right? So the sleep part is important. Um, I actually had a friend of mine ask me what my podcast was about, and I sat there waiting for him to answer the question himself. I mean, I made a very deliberate attempt to name the podcast something so obvious that I, I was I, I couldn't believe he actually asked me, but uh, yes, yes, the podcast is here to make you sleep, unless you are driving or at work, um, uh, unless your work is a is you know unless you work in a setting that allows you to sleep at the office. Well, then that's pretty amazing. Um, that really would be something. You know, I've never worked in one of these cool. Uh, open space, screen environment, yoga sessions in the afternoon, standing desk, no closed doors kind of place, but I suspect that even that might be taking things a little too far. And and taking things too far, I mean, is, you know, actually sleeping on the job. I was listening to an episode of NPR. I think it was Planet Money. Maybe it was Hidden Brain, um, which are podcasts uh, stemming from NPR. I think so. I'm pretty sure. Uh, or their sub-podcast from NPR. Uh, I'm not sure what the correct terminology would be. <clears throat> but they were discussing the concept of open office spaces. And they interviewed an architect that designed a very iconic and uh, maybe the first open office space for a very influential uh, kind of madmen advertising firm. Um, and he was discussing some of his ideas and the inspiration and interestingly enough, the podcast also interviewed someone who worked at the firm 
before and after the transition from regular office space to this new open concept. Uh, and he mentioned how it was actually quite detrimental to the flow of the office and workspace and how despite the cool appearance, it really detracted from the overall experience, mainly because as people, um, I mean, as humans, we tend to prefer having our own spaces and routines where we can reliably go back to and in order to focus and be productive. Uh, he mentioned uh, the gentleman that was interviewed that worked there that these little tribes of people kind of started forming and claiming open spaces for themselves. Um, this area was for the marketing team. Uh, the area next to the plant was for the sales team. Uh, the area with the rug was for the, you know, accounts receivables department, you know, whatever it might be. Um, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it would be a good a, a good episode to bring this up just because while you're listening to a Rample episode, and this is what crossed my mind. Welcome to my mind. Um, I had to send a piece of mail the other day, and uh, it was $4 to send it. I can't help but think if you told someone 50 years ago that a single piece of mail was going to cost them $4 to send within the same state, mind you. It's not like I'm sending this to uh, Bangladesh. I mean, I'm sending this piece of mail uh, four hours north of where I'm currently at. And, uh, yeah, the lady just helping me out, you know, she 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 was incredulous that I, I couldn't believe. I, I said $4. I mean, aren't stamps, like aren't regular stamps like 75 cents? Now, the uh, the mail itself, you know, I had to certify it, and um, I'm not sure what that does. I think it, it verifies that the person receives it, but is it not just the same process? I mean, when one sends mail, is it just assumed that it's supposed to get to its proper destination with or without being certified as certified mail? I mean, what, what does certified mail actually mean? You know. I was following instructions, and so I didn't put up much of a fight. But I, I was, uh, I, I was just kind of shocked at how expensive it was. And as silly as it is, it's kind of left me with like a, a bad taste in my mouth the rest of the day because I'm like, I can't believe I just paid four dollars out of pocket to move a, a little piece of paper four hours north. I mean, they 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 charge me a dollar an hour for travel time. It is what it is. I mean, I'm not claiming to have a better um, pricing system. I'm not claiming to have a better solution, or, or I'm, I'm certainly not claiming that they're they're just ripping me off. I, I guess I just uh, since I don't mail, uh, since I guess I since I don't have to pay for my own postage most of the time because sometimes when I sell something, you know, through uh, let's say Amazon or something, I sell through. Um, you know, eBay or whatever it may be. I mean, a lot of times the postage is already paid for. So I, I don't even see what it's like. And, you know, these are obviously bigger items as well, which take up more space and are, are heavier to move. So I can understand that. But $4 for a little piece of paper. Maybe it's just me. A lot of times I'm, I'm, I'm here by myself complaining about things that other people don't think about and they don't, they don't really care about it. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I did had to do that during my lunch break, and then I went back to the office, and you know, I was just telling everyone, like, did you know it costs $4 to certify mail? And, you know, they didn't know for the most part, but they were asking why I cared. I said, I mean, I just pay $4 for a piece of paper. Anyway, let's move along to uh, trip planning, okay? So if you know me, you know that um, I occasionally start to plan trips that I have no intention of of doing or, or actually executing. This is something I've done for a while. Um, I like to jump on Airbnb and I start looking at suggestions for places I can visit, uh, cool, quirky little homes and tree houses I can I can sleep under, and um, you know, and I like to see the the experiences now that Airbnb offers. You know, because for every city uh, or place that you search on Airbnb, they'll actually give you suggestions for experiences that um, aren't necessarily unique to that place but it's to give you an authentic fun you know alternative to some of the things that most people do Mm. and um, yeah I find the mental exercise of pretending to plan a trip to be quite interesting and fulfilling in many ways um, in large part because I know that in the future when I'm actually going somewhere I've done a little bit of research and I have an idea of where to go where to stay what activities I'm going to try out, so on and so forth. Uh, the city that's really been calling my attention recently has been Seattle, even though I hear it just rains all the time. Nonetheless, I've been admiring Seattle from a distance, and it's really cool to see some of the activities they've offered on Airbnb, and uh, here are several that I would absolutely try to do if I visited, or if I if I were to visit, I'm not sure what the correct way of saying is if I were to visit Seattle the first one that really caught my attention Wolf Encounter yes apparently in Seattle you can pay uh, $175 US dollars so I don't know maybe like 215 Canadian dollars 220 as of the time of this recording Um, and you get to hang out with a wolf a sweet guy named Dave will introduce you to uh, it's not his pet wolf because the wolf uh, seems to roam in a conservation or reserve or conservative area. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, so this was pretty cool. The wolf, well, excuse me, the wolves. Wolves. There are multiple wolves here, not just one. And uh, the wolves featured on Game of Thrones. So your favorite cute, cuddly wolf from... Game of Thrones is available for a visit, so I absolutely would hang out with one of those beauties and would be prioritizing this as part of my fictional trip to Seattle. Second on the trip, something that I've done in other places I've visited, uh, it's a peek inside the Seattle coffee scene, and I love coffee. I'll frequently drink anywhere between a single cup all the way to five cups of coffee in a day. It just depends on my mood, how long I'm working, my level of stress, tiredness, so on and so forth. Um, now I just love it. Uh, and, and, and I really enjoy making coffee in the morning. I love the smell of coffee. I like the taste. Um, even though the, the, the sort of preparation, the making of... And the smell of coffee, like the journey of getting to that cup of coffee is actually more exciting. It's like more of a payoff than the actual taste of it, I find. Um, 
as odd as it may be. Um, I don't know. What else is like that in life? You actually just prefer the action of, of doing something, and then the payoff itself is not is not as great as intended. I mean, I guess a lot of things in life are, in in principle, it's the journey that makes it, you know, more exciting. And then once you actually get there, it's it's uh, often not as satisfactory as you had hoped for. Um. Anyway, apparently Jesse uh, would be my host for this coffee trip. He is the founder of Conduit, which I'm not sure what that is. Maybe I should. But anyway, during the trip, we will have a chance to jump into the proverbial rabbit hole of food and culture and try some coffee and just spend some time being around the uh, brewing process and I love the thought of doing that um, proverbial rabbit holes um, where does that come from uh, I'm asking you as if you're going to answer and I know you're not um, well maybe you can in an email that would be that'd be fun this happens frequently it's part of the reason why I really enjoy doing these um, rambles is because I, I get into topics that I have, um, as is always the case, very little knowledge or expertise on or of. And one of you uh, typically sends me an email correcting me or letting me know something that I, I was asking about. Um, the rabbit hole. Yeah. Just wondering where that comes from. Why a rabbit hole? Um yeah, why? Why a rabbit hole? Third thing, numero trace. Third thing I would do in Seattle, as recommended by Airbnb. And it's mainly because I'm a sucker for these kind of intimate, you know, unique little experiences would be, quote, a concert in Seattle's best kept secret. Now, I'm not sure how great a secret this can be when you're advertising it to you know thousands of people on Airbnb but this is what the title says okay so this particular experience as described on Airbnb would entail an intimate unplugged concert series guests will be invited to grab a drink mingle and explore the ruins which is an iconic member only club in Seattle's lower Queen Annie and the aesthetic of said club is Rococo meets Wes Anderson, which is amazing to me. I love the aesthetic of Wes Anderson films. You know, they're these kind of quirky, retro-modern, strange, offlandish places, settings in the films. That seems that seem like they could be, you know, real, and yet they're they're just so out there. I don't know. I just I appreciate the aesthetic he so often gives off in his films, even though it's kind of like one note. I obviously haven't seen. Um, all of Wes Anderson's films, but um, the three or four I've seen, they they all kind of hit on the same um, points in terms of the aesthetic and the punchlines and all that. Um, yeah, everything about this trip uh, kind of appeals to me. I like the idea of, again, doing these interesting things that are a little bit off the usual path that others walk on. It's only 35 bucks a person, so it's worth a drink and the music and chance for a fun um, experience. You know, so as I understand, you basically just, you know, I guess they, you have to meet up somewhere, maybe at the venue itself or, or um, you know, at a place where a bus will take you. And once you get inside the venue, um, 
yeah, you get a drink, you, you start mingling with people, and then eventually you sit down, and then it's kind of uh, either surprise guest indie bands come up to uh, play, or it's, it's um, you know, maybe it's a scheduled thing where you can kind of plan it out, but I don't know. I, um, I just find that very often, you know, people will go on vacation, and really the vacation will entail doing the most obvious tourist um, attractions and then just eating. You know, I've, I've always noticed it's like, you know, first we're going to wake up, we're going to eat here. You know, then we're going to go see, you know, X normal tourist attraction. Then we're going to go eat again. Then we're going to walk around this tourist, you know, this national park. And then we're going to eat again. And then we're going to go to sleep and we're going to kind of repeat some version of this tomorrow and for the next four or five days. That's what I really like about this uh, new feature. Well, it's not a new feature on Airbnb. It's new for me because I, I haven't... Uh, new fee. I, it's new for me because I haven't... Um, uh, I used to travel a little bit more, and I used to use Airbnb a little bit more before. Uh, recently, I haven't been traveling as much, and um, the uh, experiences were not something that were available or was available uh, when I first started using the app I think my last trip was maybe Toronto might be um but yeah anyway I mean I, I like I like the idea of just kind of trying these different these different things and and not I also don't like to necessarily have a, a super rigid plan. I just kind of pick, let's say, two, three, four different things that I, I really like to do. And then I just kind of find time for them. So. So, yeah. That's uh, a little insight um, into my head about some things that I like to do in Seattle during my trip that I'm planning but likely won't actually go on I'll keep you updated if you want to hear more about some of the trips that I've planned or will be planning but not going on then you can email me hello at sleepandrelaxasmr.com uh, I'd be more than happy to share more experiences and trips I want to take and um, yeah, it should be fun if you want to hear about that Hopefully this uh, rambling episode uh, bored you enough to fall asleep. You know, that'd be great. Maybe uh, maybe you're, you're planning a, a little trip in your own head now. Um, it's cool. You know, this podcast is here to uh, serve you. That's always uh, the point. So, yeah. Email us. Hello at Sleep and Relax ASMR. Visit our website, sleepandrelaxasmr.com. That's it for now. Thanks, as always, for listening. And take care. Thanks to Casper for sponsoring this episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash ASMR and using ASMR at checkout. Terms and conditions apply.